Welcome to the Faith Comes From Hearing podcast. This podcast will be a sharing of part of my morning routine as I prepare for the day with the Word of God. We will be partaking of Puritan prayers from the Valley of Vision, each day's morning devotional from Charles Haddon Spurgeon's Morning and Evening, and we'll be reading from the Legacy Standard Bible, which is the newest and, I believe, the most accurate translation of the Word of God. We will be following a Bible reading calendar that provides for reading the whole Bible in a year that was created by Minister Robert Murray McShane for his congregation back in 1842, and that has been a part of my daily reading for over six years now. Good morning and welcome to the Wednesday morning, uh, June 7th episode of the Faith Comes From Hearing podcast. I'm Wayne Floyd, your host. The Faith Comes From Hearing podcast is a humble member of the Christian podcast community. You can find us over at, excuse me, christianpodcastcommunity.org. Definitely a lot of great listening over there. I would definitely encourage you to go over there and look for something to listen to. I'm going to continue to point you at the final two links in our show notes. The first one is for the Vail Valley Baptist Church Gives and Go campaign. We are striving to rapidly pay off our mortgage so that we can convince establishment of a Christian classic education-based school to provide a trustworthy alternative within our community. So go ahead and click on the link. It'll provide you a much more thorough description than I just did. And then we would ask you to... Uh, do three things for us. We'd ask you to pray for us. We'd ask you to prayerfully consider giving to us. And we'd ask you to pass the pass the link along so that others can do the same. The final link in our show notes is for the Jollies. Um, you'll see it labeled as Transportation for Church Planters Jollies. Nathaniel Jolly and his wife are church planters up in Alaska. They're doing a lot of great work for Christ, um, but they are they are having car issues. They need, they need to repairs to their car. Our, their their truck, I believe it is, um, that is both for them and for their church plant. Um, they need something like $8,000 worth of repairs to be done. So um, I would ask you to do the same with them. You can go ahead and click on their link, go read about it. Nathaniel has re- recorded there what their needs are. And then I would ask you to do the same as I do with our Vale Valley one. I would ask you to prayerfully consider or to pray for them, to prayerfully consider giving to them and to pass the link along so that others can do the same. Um, definitely brother in Christ in great need. So, you know, if we can help him, let's please do that. All right. Well, we're going to be continuing on with our Bible reading again. We're still not doing a Bible study this week. We're going to pick that back up next Monday. Um, but let's go ahead and open up with the fourth day morning prayer. It's called True Christianity. Let's pray. Lord of heaven, thy goodness is inexpressible and inconceivable. In the works of creation, thou, excuse me, thou art almighty. In the dispensations of providence, all wise. In the gospel of grace, all love. And in thy son, thou hast provided for our deliverance from the effects of sin, the justification of our persons, the sanctification of our natures, the perseverance of our souls in the path of life. Though exposed to the terrors of thy law, we have a refuge from the storm. Though compelled to cry unclean, we have a fountain for sin. Though creature cells of emptiness, we have a fullness, excuse me, accessible to all and incapable of reduction. Grant us always to know that to walk with Jesus makes other interests a shadow and a dream. Keep us from intermittent attention to eternal things. Save us from the delusion of those who fail to go far in religion who are concerned but not converted, who have another heart but not a new one, who have light, zeal, confidence, but not Christ. Let us judge our Christianity not only by our dependence upon Jesus, but by our love to 
but by our love to him, our conformity to him, our knowledge of him. Give us a religion that is both real and progressive, that holds on its way and grows stronger, that lives and works in the spirit, that profits by every correction and is injured by no carnal indulgence. Amen. All right, now let's move on with our morning devotion. Uh, the text for it this morning is from Psalm 9710. Ye that love the Lord hate evil. Thou hast good reason to hate evil, for only consider what harm it has already wrought thee. O oh, what a world of mischief sin has wrought into thy heart. Sin blinded thee so that thou couldst not see the beauty of the Savior. It made thee deaf so that thou couldst not hear the Redeemer's tender invitations. Sin turned thy feet into the way of death and poured poison into the very fountain of thy being. It tainted thy heart and made it deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. O oh, what a creature thou wast when evil had done its utmost with thee. Before divine grace interposed, thou wast an heir of wrath, even as others. Thou didst run with the multitude to do evil. Such were all of us, but Paul reminds us, but ye are washed, but ye are sanctified, but ye are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. We have good reason indeed for hating evil when we look back and trace its deadly workings. Such mischief did evil do us that our souls would have been lost had not omnipotent love interfered I'm sorry yeah interfered to redeem us even now it is an active enemy ever watching to do us hurt and to drag us to perdition therefore hate evil o christians unless you desire trouble if you would strew your path with thorns and plant nettles in your death pillow then neglect to hate evil but if you would live a happy life and die a peaceful death then walk in all the ways of holiness hating evil even unto the end if you truly love your savior and would honor him then hate evil we know of no cure for the love of evil in a christian like abundant intercourse with the lord jesus dwell much with him and it is impossible for you to be at peace with sin order my footsteps by the word and make my heart sincere let sin have no dominion lord but keep my conscience clear all right, now our reading for the day. We're going to be reading 1 Kings 2 from the beginning of it into 1 Kings 3 verses 1 and 2, then Acts 5, Psalm 125, and Proverbs 16 verse 25. So 1 Kings 2. Hear the word of the Lord. Then David's time to die drew near, so he commanded Solomon his son, saying, I am going the way of all the earth, so you shall be strong and be a man. And you shall keep the responsibility given by Yahweh your God to walk in his ways, to keep his statutes, his commandments, his judgments, and his testimonies according, excuse me, according to what is written in the law of Moses, that you may be pr prosperous in all that you do and wherever you turn, so that Yahweh may establish his promise which he spoke concerning me, saying, If your son sons keep their way to walk before me in truth, I'm sorry, to walk before me in truth with all their heart and with all their soul, he said, you shall not have a man cut off from the throne of Israel. Now you also know that Joab, the son of Zeruiah, I'm sorry, now you also know what Joab, the son of Zeruiah did to me, what he did to the two commanders of the armies of Israel, to Abner, the son of Ner, and to Amasa, the son of Jether, whom he killed. He also shed the blood of war in peace, and he put the blood of war on his belt about his waist and on his sandals on his feet. So act according to your wisdom and do not let his gray hair go down to Sheol in peace. But show loving kindness to the sons of Barzillai the Gileadite, and let them be among those who eat at your table, for they assisted me when I fled from Absalom your brother. 
Behold, there is with you Shemi, the son of Jirah, the Benjamite of Bahurim. Now it was he who cursed me with a violent curse on the day I went to Mahanaim. But when he came down to me at the Jordan, I swore to him by Yahweh's, saying, I will not put you to death with the sword. So do, now do not let him go unpunished, for you are a wise man, and you will know what you ought to do to him, and you will bring his gray hair down to Sheol with blood. Then David slept with his fathers, and was buried in the city of David. And the time which David reigned over Israel was forty years. In Hebron he reigned seven years, and in Jerusalem he reigned thirty-three years. And Solomon sat on the throne of David his father, and his kingdom was firmly established. Then Adonijah the son of Haggith came to Bathsheba the mother of Solomon, and she said, Do you come peacefully? And he said, Peacefully. Then he said, I have something to say to you. And she said, Speak. So he said, You know that the kingdom was mine, and that all Israel expected me to be king. However, the kingdom has turned about and become my brother's, for it was his from Yahweh. So now I am making one request of you, do not turn me away. And she said to him, Speak. Then he said, Please speak to Solomon the king, for he will not turn you away, that he may give me Abishag the Shunammite as a wife. And Bathsheba said, Very well, I will speak to the king for you. So Bathsheba went to King Solomon to speak to him for Adonijah, and the king arose to meet her, bowed before her, and sat on his throne. Then he had a throne set for the king's mother, and she sat on his right. Then she said, I am making one small request of you. Do not turn me away. And the king said to her, Ask my mother, for I will not turn you away. So she said, Let Abishag the Shunammite be given to Adonijah. I'm sorry to Adonijah your brother as a wife. Then King Solomon answered and said to his mother, And why are you asking Abishag the Shunammite for Adonijah? Ask for him also the kingdom, for he is my older brother, even for him, for Abiathar the priest, and for Joab the son of Zeruiah. Then King Solomon swore by Yahweh, saying, May God do so to me, and more also, if Adonijah has not spoken this word against his own life. So now as Yahweh lives, who has established me and set me on the throne of David, my father, and who has made me a house, as he promised, surely Adonijah shall be put to death today. So King Solomon sent Benaiah the son of Jehoiada, and he fell upon him so that he died. Then to Abiathar the priest the king said, Go to Anathoth, to your own field, for you deserve to die. But I will not put you to death at this time, because you carried the ark of the Lord of Lord Yahweh before my father David, and because you were afflicted in everything with which my father was afflicted. So Solomon drove Abiathar away from being priest to Yahweh, in order to fulfill the word of Yahweh which he had spoken concerning the house of Eli and Shiloh. Now the news came to Joab, for Joab had followed Adonijah, although he had not followed Absalom. And Joab fell fled to the tent of Yahweh, and took hold of the horns of the altar. And it was told to King Solomon that Joab had fled to the tent of Yahweh, and behold, he is beside the altar. Then Solomon sent Benaiah the son of Jehoiada, saying, Go, fall upon him. So Benaiah came to the tent of Yahweh, and said to him, Thus the king has said, Come out. But he said, No, for I will die here. And Benaiah brought the king word again, saying, Thus spoke Joab, and thus he answered me. And the king said to him, Do as he has spoken, and fall upon him, and bury him, that you may remove from me and from my father's house the blood which Joab shed without cause. And Yahweh will return his blood on his own head, because he fell upon two men more righteous and better than he, and killed them with the sword. But my father David did not know it. Abner the son of Ner, commander of the army of Israel, and Amasa the son of Jether, commander of the army of Judah. So shall their blood return on the head of Joab and on the head of his seed forever.' 
but to David and his seed and his house and his throne, may there be peace from Yahweh forever. Then Benaiah the son of Jehoiada went up and fell upon him and put him to death, and he was buried at his own house in the wilderness. And the king appointed Benaiah the son of Jehoiada over the army in his place, and the king appointed Zadok the priest in the place of Abiathar. Then the king sent and called for Shemi, and said to him, Build for yourself a house in Jerusalem, and live there, and do not go out from there to any place. Now it will be on the day you go out and cross over the brook Kidron, that you will know for certain that you shall surely die. Your blood shall be on your own head. Shemi then said to the king, The word is good, as my lord the king has said, so your servant will do. So Shemi lived in Jerusalem many days. But it happened at the end of three years that two of the slaves of Shmi ran away to Akish, son of Makkah, king of Gath, and they told Shmi, saying, Behold, your slaves are in Gath. Then Shmi arose and saddled his donkey and went to Gath, to Akish, to search for his slaves. And Shmi went and brought his slaves from Gath. And it was told to Solomon that Shmi had gone from Jerusalem to Gath and had returned. So the king sent and called for Shmi and said to him, did I not make you swear by Yahweh and solemnly warn you, saying, You will know for certain that on the day you go out and go anywhere you shall surely die? And you said to me, The word which I have heard is good? Why then have you not kept the oath of Yahweh and the command which I have commanded you? The king also said to Shmi, You know all the evil which you acknowledged, acknowledge in your heart, which you did to my father David. Therefore Yahweh shall return your evil on your own head. But King Solomon shall be blessed, and the throne of David shall be established before Yahweh forever. So the king commanded Benaiah, the son of Jehoiada, and he went out and fell upon him so that he died. Thus the kingdom was established in the hands of Solomon. 1 Kings 13 Then Solomon formed a marriage alliance with Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and took Pharaoh's daughter and brought her to the city of David until he had completed building his own house and the house of Yahweh and the wall around Jerusalem. The people were still sacrificing on the high places because there was no house built for the name of Yahweh until those days. Acts 5 But a man named Ananias with his wife Sapphira sold a piece of property and kept back some of the price for himself with his wife's full knowledge, and bringing a portion of it he laid it at the apostles' feet. But Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and to keep back some of the price of the land? While it remained unsold, did it not remain your own? And after it was sold, was it not under your authority? Why is it that you laid this deed in your heart? You have not lied to men, but to God. And as he heard these words, Ananias fell down and breathed his last, and great fear came over all who heard. And the young men rose up and wrapped him up, and after carrying him out, they buried him. Now there was an interval of about three hours, and his wife came in, not knowing what had happened. And Peter responded to her, Tell me whether you were paid this much for the land. And she said, Yes, that much. Then Peter said to her, Why is it that you have agreed together to put the Spirit of the Lord to the test? Behold, the feet of those who buried your husband are at the door, and they will carry you out as well. And immediately she fell at his feet and breathed her last. And the young men came in and found her dead, and they carried her out and buried her beside her husband. And great fear came over the whole church and over all who heard these things. Now at the hands of the apostles many signs and wonders were happening among the people, and they were all with one accord in Solomon's portico. But none of the rest dared to associate with them, 
However, the people were holding them in high esteem, and more than ever believers in the Lord were added to their number, multitudes of men and women, to such an extent that they even carried the sick out into the streets and laid them on cots and mats, so that when Peter came by at least his shadow might fall on any one of them. Also the multitude from the cities in the vicinity of Jerusalem were coming together, bringing people who were sick or afflicted with unclean spirits, and they were all being healed. But the high priest rose up, and those with him, that is the sect of the Sadducees, and they were filled with jealousy, and they laid hands on the apostles and put them in a public jail. But during the night an angel of the Lord opened the doors of the prison, and taking them out he said, Go, stand and speak to the people in the temple the whole message of this life. Upon hearing this, they entered into the temple about daybreak and began to teach. Now when the high priest and those with him came, they called the Sanhedrin together, even all the council of the sons of Israel, and sent orders to the jailhouse for them to be brought. But the officers who came did not find them in the prison, and they returned and reported back, saying, We found the jailhouse locked quite securely and the guards standing at the doors, but we opened it and found no one inside. Now when the captain of the temple guard and the chief priest heard these words, they were greatly perplexed about them as to what would come of this. But someone came and reported to them, The men whom you put in prison are standing in the temple and teaching the people. Then the captain went along with the officers and proceeded to bring them back without violence, for they were afraid of the people that they might be stoned. And when they had brought them, they stood them before the Sanhedrin, and the high priest questioned them, saying, We strictly commanded you not to continue teaching in this name, and yet you have filled Jerusalem with your teaching and intend to bring this man's blood upon us. But Peter and the apostles answered and said, We must obey God rather than men. The God of our fathers raised up Jesus, whom you put to death by hanging him on a tree. This one God exalted to his right hand as a leader and a savior to grant repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. And we are witnesses of these things, and so is the Holy Spirit, whom God gave to those who obey him. But when they heard this, they became furious and intended to kill them. But a Pharisee named Gamaliel, a teacher of the law, respected by all the people, stood up in the Sanhedrin and gave orders to put the men outside for a short time. And he said to them, Men of Israel, take care what you propose to do with these men. For some time ago, Theudas rose up, claiming to be somebody, and a group of about 400 men joined up with him. But he was killed, and all who were following him were dispersed and came to nothing. After this man, Judas the Galilean rose up in the days of the census and drew away people after him. He too perished, and all those who were following him were scattered. So in the present case, I also say to you, stay away from these men and let them alone. For if this plan of action is of men, I'm sorry, if this plan or action is of men, it will be overthrown. But if it is of God, you will not be able to overthrow them, or you may even be found fighting against God. So they followed his advice. And after calling the apostles in and beating them, they commanded them not to speak in the name of Jesus, and then released them. So they went on their way from the presence of the Sanhedrin, rejoicing that they had been considered worthy to, worthy to suffer shame for his name. And every day in the temple and from house to house, they did not cease teaching and proclaiming the good news that Jesus is the Christ. Psalm 125, A Song of Ascents those who trust in Yahweh are as Mount Zion, which will not be shaken, but will abide forever. As the mountains surround Jerusalem, so Yahweh surrounds his people, from now until forever. For the scepter of wickedness shall not rest upon the land of the righteous, so that the righteous would not send forth their hands in unrighteousness. Do good, O Yahweh, to, the, to those who are good, and to those who are upright in their hearts. 
But as for those who turn aside to their crooked ways, Yahweh will lead them away with the workers of iniquity. Peace be upon Israel. And finally, Proverbs 16, verse 25. There is a way which seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. All right, well, that's our scripture reading for the day. Let's do the evening devotion. Uh, the text for it comes from Revelation 3.19. Be zealous. If you would see souls converted, if you would hear the cry that the kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord, if you would place crowns upon the head of the Savior and his throne lifted high, then be filled with zeal. For under God, the way of the world's conversion must be by the zeal of the church. Every grace shall do exploits, but this shall be first. Prudence, knowledge, patience, and courage will follow in their place, but zeal must lead the van. It is not the extent of your knowledge, though that is useful. It is not the extent of your talent, though that is not to be despised. It is your zeal that shall do great exploits. This zeal is the fruit of the Holy Spirit. It draws its vital force from the continued operations of the Holy Ghost in the soul. In the soul, I'm sorry. If our inner life dwindles, if our heart beats slowly before God, we shall not know zeal. But if all be strong and vigorous within, then we cannot but feel a loving anxiety to see the kingdom of Christ come and his will done on earth, even as it is in heaven. A deep sense of gratitude will nourish Christian zeal, looking to the hole of the pit whence we were digged. We find abundant reason why we should spend and be spent for God. And zeal is also stimulated by the thought of the eternal future. It looks with tearful eyes down to the flames of hell, and it cannot slumber. It looks up with anxious gaze to the glories of heaven, and it cannot but bestir itself. It feels that time is short compared with the work to be done, and therefore it devotes all that it has to the cause of its Lord. And it is ever strengthened by the remembrance of Christ's example. He was clothed with zeal as with a cloak. How swift the chariot wheels of duty went with him. He knew no loitering by the way. Let us prove that we are his disciples by manifesting the same spirit of zeal. Amen. All right. Well, that is our program for the day. Um, thank you for spending this time with me. I hope this continues to help you to be saturated in the word so that you're constantly partaking of it. I hope you have a wonderful day. I would continue to implore you to do all that you do for the glory of God. And I hope to see you tomorrow. Let's go ahead and close out with the fourth day evening prayer called God All Sufficient. Let's pray. King of glory, divine majesty, every perfection adorns thy nature and sustains thy throne. The heavens and earth are thine, the world is thine in its fullness. Thy power created the universe from nothing. Thy wisdom has managed all its multiple concerns, presiding over nations, families, individuals. Thy goodness is boundless, all creatures wait on thee, are supplied by thee, are satisfied in thee. How precious are the thoughts of thy mercy and grace! How excellent thy loving kindness is, kindness that draws men to thee! Teach us to place our happiness in thee, the blessed God, never seeking life among the dead things of earth, or asking for that which satisfies the deluded. But may we prize the light of thy smile, implore the joy of thy salvation, find our heaven in thee. Thou hast attended to our happiness more than we can do. Though we are fallen creatures, thou hast not neglected us. In love and pity thou hast provided us a Savior. Apply his redemption to our hearts by justifying our persons and sanctifying our natures. We confess our transgressions. Have mercy on us. We are weary. Give us rest. Ignorant, make us wise unto salvation. Helpless, let thy strength be made perfect in our weakness. 
Poor and needy, bless us with Christ's unsearchable riches. Perplexed and tempted, let us travel on unchecked, undismayed, knowing that thou hast said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. Blessed be thy name. Amen. All right, well, again, I hope you have a wonderful day, and I hope to see you tomorrow. Have a good one. God bless. Thank you.